Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Blended Life. I am Eric. This is my wife, Julie. Hey, everyone. And what's tonight's topic? So if you guys follow our social media, you're going to see already a rant on there. But tonight we're going to discuss church, faith, judgment on blended family and divorce. All right. Because I think that's something as all blended families kind of face is just stigmas and I just want to talk about that. I want to bring light to it. Yeah, there's a lot of struggle with that um, inside the family and outside the family as well. So, yeah, yeah, I get it. All right. All right. Well, first things first on Facebook, and you guys can all go read this yourselves, but, you know, we got called out for um, promoting divorce. That's right. I would like to hear what you have to say. Do we promote divorce? I sure hope not. I think divorce should always be a last option, um, personally. But I'm a know-it-all, so. (laughs) Yeah, so just to set the record straight, we are a Blended Life podcast. We're Blended Life, so that means blended families, which means the divorce has already happened by the time you get to us. Um, but I would, I just want to set the record straight. You know, we are not pro divorce. Like, yes, you should get divorced and blended families are way better than natural families because that's not even true. I mean, genuinely it's in your kid's best interest. If you can keep your family together and you can raise them up in a loving way respectful even if you're not in love with each other anymore you know but if you can be if you can just be respectful and honoring of just who the other person is I think that that is beneficial to children to be under one roof right and the grass isn't greener blended life is hard it is extremely hard not seeing your kids is hard. Well, and it's not just hard on you. It's hard on everyone. You know, like we've talked on some of our previous podcasts. Yep. It's hard on the grandparents. It's hard on, you know, all the extended family. It's hard on the children. It's hard on us. It's hard on everybody. Yeah. And so, you know, and I've spoken about this last time too, but for people who have had to walk away from their marriages, you know, you're choosing the lesser of two evils because staying in a abuse abusive or toxic marriage is a lose for everyone 
you know, and then splitting up your family is also a loose for everyone. And so you really have to weigh um, and pray about it and take it to God and figure out what is the lesser of two evils. But I just want to say, like, we're not advocates for divorce by any means. That is not our message. That is not even what we believe in. So I just find it pious and ridiculous that somebody would say that. The analogy is saying like a rehab center is an advocate for druggies or (laughs) alcoholics, you know? That is so perfect. By the time you get there, you've already had this problem. You already have this situation in your life. Right. And you are now trying to fix it and make amends with it and learn to live and cope and live a better lifestyle and a better you. That's right. With it, right? That's right. So... We are trying to be not even a rehab. We're not trying to be the doctors and um, the the know it all. Fixing this, there's not. (laughs) We're just trying to come up with good help topics and tips and bring everyone together and help you guys and uh, bring light to issues we all struggle with and help us as well. You know, this is not easy. We were just having um, a (laughs) deep conversation literally two minutes before we started, and it's one of those things that. You deal with these things in blended families. You deal with these things in marriages. And this is just one of those things. Yeah. So let's skip to judgments because another thing on there that, you know, I get judged all the time. And I always have because, you know, married three times. And I want to talk about faith. You know, we're Christian, but... There's many religions out there, and most religions really frown upon divorce, and so don't really embrace a blended family. And what I found when it comes to me, because my first marriage, as we all know, I had no say in it ending. My second marriage, I did walk away from. So I get judged all the time when people find this out, like, how can you be a Christian woman and walk away from your marriage like that doesn't reconcile in people's minds and all I can tell you is that God released me from my marriage right you can believe that or not you could think that's a bunch of shit (laughs) sorry I get very emotional about this or not but that's between me and God so it doesn't really matter. I guess that's the what the takeaway of this. You're going to have things in your life that make sense to you, that you've wrestled with with God, that you've prayed about and meditated over or whatever it is. And at the end of the day, other people's judgments are ignorant because they have no idea who you are. They don't know your struggle. They don't know what you had to live through or go through. And I really get frustrated with pious people who claim to be Christian and sit there and judge you in a way Jesus would never do. And I just need everyone to sit with that because it drives me absolutely crazy. Did uh, you, you thought have... you were going to say a bad word and then crazy? <laughs> no, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I'm sure you guys can relate to what I'm saying. Um, and so I just, but churches, well, first of all, I, that's the biggest judgment I get, right? Walking away from my marriage and being Christian. Right. Have you been judged at all? Like your situation is different. You did not walk away from your marriage, right. but 
as far as like being divorced, it doesn't or matter. A you don't parent. have to walk away from your marriage to get judged. You really going through a divorce, you find out who your friends are. Amen. You know, to that. Where your family stands with you or stood with your relationship, with your marriage. Sometimes things will come out of the closet where, like, I have no idea that you felt that way about our marriage or about my spouse or my ex spouse, you know? Right. A lot of times, um, friends and family will keep that stuff to themselves or, you know, or, and it's so unhelpful. Like, it's funny. You're broken, right? Your marriage is over and you're broken. And now we're just going to add insult to injury and (laughs) tell you salt to the wound. Yeah. We're going to tell you all the ways we hated whatever. Right. What is that? Like, I mean, (laughs) you kept it to yourself for 10 years you know, keep it to yourself. I'm getting called Kyle more. right now. <laughs> oh. It's a joke. It's an inside joke. Oh, you have inside joke with people? Well, it's one of my hockey buddies. <laughs> it's Taylor. Hey, Taylor. Oh, hey, Taylor. <laughs> so I'm like, you, wow. So so on the internet, a big meme is like Kyle, and he drinks Monster, and he punches hole in drywall, you know, punches holes in drywall and everything. So we had these funny, we played this outdoor roller hockey league, and uh, we were the hood rats this season. <laughs> Number one. Thank you. <laughs> And uh, we wore wife beaters, and we always have, like, funny names that we put on. So <laughs> Taylor made these jerseys for us with, with uh, we were the hood rats, and all of our numbers and our nicknames were spray-painted in <laughs> nice. black on, yeah. our, on our wife beaters. And uh, <laughs> mine was Kyle, because my only down is that I drink Monster. I, I, don't, I don't smoke. I don't. I don't drink anything else. It's, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so it was funny. So he's saying, hey, Kyle. Anyways. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. So, yeah, judgments with families. That's really hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you, did you find it helpful? Like, how did you feel when people were unloading on you? <laughs> like, all the negative about You know what? After it was over, did it make you feel... <sighs> Like better than at it the was time. Over? At the time, you want to go all Kyle on him. <laughs> you want to go smash drywall and 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 smash faces, and you know it. Yeah. It angers you to your core. What the judgment? The judgment. Mm. But then you step back from it, and you're like, "Who are these people to me? Your Who family? Are they? Well, it, it wasn't coming <laughs> from my family. It was coming from oh, you had said family, ex friends, so. and her friends, and oh, you know, and you're hearing all of this. Yeah. Negative nitpicking, um, just people just tearing you down. Yep. I about things that, that mm-hmm. maybe you have done, maybe you have never done, or maybe situations that are just completely misconstrued. Here's an exciting one. So I got during the divorce, like right after I got served papers, and I'm sitting there fighting for my marriage. And her friend comes over to pick up something. I don't remember how how I ended up around her. But I was basically calling her my wife, you know, my wife, you know, and I'm, I'm talking to her about this. And she got so angry with me and said, she is not your wife. She is not yours. You can't label her as yours. And I'm and my argument was like, well, these are my kids. These, this is my wife. This is my family. You're standing at my house. How can how do you take that that label away? Right. So, so she got so angry at me for calling her my wife mm. and said, I can't call her that. How do you argue against well, that? Well, and technically until you're divorced, she is your wife. It doesn't so. matter if she was or not. <laughs> she was basically mad at me for, 
for you're being possessive or something possessive and ownership on her and i'm like whoa i'm not trying to lock her in my basement she punched her holes on the way out (laughs) just kidding but so that's that's a pretty insane one so judgment like that where i'm like this is stuff that any other time would be acceptable right i call you my wife right does that offend you the title just stepped over one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I it's just it's it's crazy. There's a lot of judgments flying. And you know, if you're getting that from friends and family, I mean, you can choose who you talk to or not, you know. I think that you need to to have boundaries. Yeah. You know, and that is so true. We had somebody comment um on a post I wrote and he said, Yeah, same thing, like you get divorced and lose all your friends. And I guess the person with the biggest mouth wins with the nastiest lies and rumors, right? I dealt with that too. I heard some pretty horrendous things about myself, which were not true. Um, And lost friends for a minute because I didn't feel supported. And for me, I easily can shut people out. I've done it my whole life. It's not a healthy defensive mechanism, but it lives within me. And so I, you know, it was a healthy tool at the time because, you know, you can only take so much toxicity in your life when you're already broken and you're already feeling all the feelings and dealing with becoming a single parent and what your new lifestyle is going to look like. Like you just don't have room. And then all of that adds up and then you have to go fight it in the courtroom. I didn't have to do that. You didn't. I did. You did. And we actually had, I had a conversation about this last night with a couple other guys and Going and dealing with family law court, family court, is the most insane thing I've ever done in my life. Because you are proven guilty, or you're innocent, or you're guilty until proven innocent. And there were so many accusations made where I'm like, how do I argue against something that is completely false or completely flipped? How do I prove mm-hmm. myself innocent? Where the law states that you should have to be proven guilty right right? so rather than giving them facts in court they're basically giving them these statements and asking me to prove them yeah so she could say whatever she wanted and then you the burden of proof was on you and there was some insane things done Mm -hmm. and basically all i could do is counter back with crazy insane things that were being done and then basically at the end of it the judge is like you're both nuts that was literally like the i mean for lack of a better Holy word, moly. exactly how I wish I, we should probably get the transcripts and read them on air. She basically told us we're both crazy. And I'm like, literally, all I'm doing here is trying. I was trying to save my marriage and I'm trying to be the best father that I can be. And I'm trying just to do the right thing by everyone. And here I am just being crazy. Yeah, you got taken to the cleaners. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's you know what? Uh-huh. Another part of that conversation, though was at the end of this and at the end of all this BS, and you can go ahead and say it and I'll bleep it out for you. <laughs> but at the end of this, I have an excellent relationship with my children. I have lots of time with my children. Yep. I basically, you can't put a price on that. That's right. right. That's and that's right. all, really all that mattered to me. If I wasn't going to save my marriage, it doesn't matter. I'm going to have the best relationship with my children as possible, and I'm going to be there for them. I'm going to show up for them. And I'm not going to be one of those people that step away just because I'm hurt and I'm broken and it's not going my way and it's not going in my favor. And I'm just going to leave my complete 
complete family behind. Right. So I, I did the best I could with what I could. And yeah, it might have not gone my way. But at the end of the day, I have an excellent relationship with my children. And that's what matters. That is right. And that's you winning at the end of it, regardless of right. anything else that was between the adults. It's not really about the adults in the end anyway. Right. Um, do you think that, do you guys, I don't know, do you feel judged anymore? Do you hear rumors and any judgments anymore? Has that kind of died down for you? Yeah, it's died down. I haven't had that in years. I mean, at least regarding my divorce and my previous marriage. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're always going to have judgment in a small town. Um, but it's not like high school or right after high school. It all kind of dies down. People mature up. Right. And at the end of the day, I don't, I don't carry around a big, I don't, I don't, Hey, I'm going out with my friends or, Hey, I'm going to go party and go hang out with this person. I don't do that a lot. I have a few close friends that I see here and there yeah, and I talk to all the time, yeah, you know, and I go play hockey with mm-hmm. and that's kind of my core group of friends, but Really, it's kind of with me. It's all about family and totally, you know, in our work. That is true. So, and I love that about you that you are so family oriented, and you know, you really do focus on our family a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. Well, thanks. It matters. Well, you guys matter, and it's it's important because you basically have to make your family your priority if that's what you want you know it's it's about you know going after what you what your heart desires you know and it's and it's about the family and we learn about this in church and um you know if I'm going out and I'm and I'm drinking with the buddies and I'm hanging out after dark and you know going out and doing things well my family's going to be the one that's going to suffer or 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 my relationship with my family is going to suffer yeah I mean it doesn't mean you shouldn't have any of that No, but you are successful at what you prioritize. Exactly. You know, so if your family isn't your top priority, then you can't expect to have a super solid marriage, a super solid relationship with your kids, Um, even your in-laws, like, or your your own parents. You have to show people they matter. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when I got divorced, I... The second time with my kid's father. Thanks for answering my question. (laughs) I just, I'm learning. So I had like two really, really good friends that um, I've been friends with forever. And they, and I was completely taken aback by it. I wasn't even hurt. I was just more like, where did this come from? But they were so not, they were really confused why I was getting divorced. They they thought it was sinful and they didn't really think that that was, they weren't trusting that it was the best decision for. With them being good friends. Yeah. Did they know all your situation? Like, or were, were they, were you telling them they weren't hearing or? Um, people got really, people got glimpses here and there into what was going on. But another thing with judgment, right? You never know what's happening behind closed doors. And in my situation, in my marriage, you know, it was one way when we were out with people, you know, I was treated, well, with the exception of a couple of times. But I, you know, I was treated fine when there was an audience, friends and family. 
And then behind closed doors, it was a completely different situation. Um, And my kids saw that. You know, my kids got to witness the behind closed doors. And that was like the beginning of the end because they couldn't think that that was okay. You know, and, um, you know, just desperate on my knees, crying, not knowing what to do, struggling with it myself. Um, But the judgment for my good friends. So to answer your question, I mean, I think they got a glimpse like they knew who I was married to. Right. Um. But they didn't get the full picture, right? And none of you have it. You, no one's behind. Clo- no one else is behind closed doors with another married couple. So when you're getting judged, you know you have to keep that in mind too. Like people don't know; they're ignorant, truly. And, and at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what other people. No, but it's sad to say goodbye. Think, but it's very hard, yeah. To, you know, to I, lose what you think are some of your best friends, your closest yep. friends. Some of the people that, you know, may have stood by you yep. at your wedding. That's really, it was hard and it's hard too. But I also think that's another good lesson in life. Like those friendships have come back around. You know, it was more of, we didn't have a huge falling out. It was just more of, they didn't really agree with what I was doing. I was really like not in a place to receive that because I was broken and I felt righteous and I knew what I was doing was right. And so if they couldn't understand that, I didn't have room for that to pull me down. So it was kind of like an unspoken mutual. We just kind of went our own ways for a couple of years, you know, and then reconnected. And now we're really good friends. You know them. You're good friends with them now, too. Um, and relation, friendships ebb and flow, and I think that's okay. Yeah. You know, let people let people think what they're going to think, and they'll come back around if it's you know, meant to be, or if your life. Yeah, exactly. And if they don't want to be in your life because they're judging you and they don't, you know, they don't agree with you. Well, that's on them. You know, it doesn't mean that they're even wrong. That's just, just, you know, differences. Yep. And that's okay. Yep. You know, you don't, you can pick and choose who you want in your life and who you want to have relationships with. Yep, and that is and the most powerful thing. If you guys ever feel like you, you're hopeless or you have no control, let me tell you, you have all the power in the world to decide who your circle is, who your tribe is, who your friends are, what you're going to talk about, what you're not going to talk about, who you're going to draw in, who you're going to distance yourself from. You know, you have all the power to set yourself up for a good support system or a non-support system. Either way, you know, we are all a lot more powerful than we even give ourselves credit for. So, We're getting yeah. some hearts on Instagram. Aww. Thanks for the hearts, you guys. Um, okay, so moving on to church. Yeah. Because this is something I'm also very passionate about. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. I would love people to email me, comment, message me on Instagram or on Facebook. I want to know if your church has support groups for blended families. I haven't, (laughs) you know, the thing that really irks me about the, is like the lack of support in the religious realm for blended families. I think that we are the bastards of the church and it's so comical because God and Jesus, all about redemption. Yeah. Truly, all about redemption. Well, and there's groups, and there's redemption, and there's forgiveness, and there's complete churches based around 
um, like helping addiction. people. Addiction. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a beautiful church, you know, three miles away from us that is based around addiction and um, uh, what's the word, you know, but basically alcoholics and yeah, drug addicts and basically trying to help people. Which is awesome. Get on their feet. Yeah. And I'm Can not, we just I, say that? that I'm is not saying awesome. there's anything negative about that. Right. However... There, well, I think all of us see a big need for help in the blended family community. Yeah. You know, which is obviously why we're doing this. Right. Because blended families too, marriage is, I mean, 70% divorce rate. But I truly believe, and it's written on our website, like with God front and center, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, we can change it. We just need to help people have the tools and have the space to vent and have other families to relate to right. because it's really hard to talk to your friends and they're like, I, I don't, I, I can't help you. Yeah. You know, it makes you feel alone and it makes you feel frustrated. Um, anyway, I mean, our church has a divorce care right. support group. We'll tell them what we're thinking about doing. What's that? You tell. I'm like, I'm which well, part? Like going to divorce care? <laughs> well, so. <laughs> I'm all. Here's another fun story for you guys. Doing. Yeah. So w- our church is going to do basically an open house of small groups, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the small groups is divorce. And then there's other there's other little ones. But there isn't one for blended families. So Julie and I are looking to head off. One for blended families, if we can get to that point. So. We got to pray together first. My brilliant idea is, well, let's go to divorce care. Let's go meet. And she, her head explodes right there as I pick up the divorce care card. And then we walk up to our pastor. And I said, hey, look where we're going. He goes, oh, no, not already. <laughs> right? I said, no, you know what? It'd be nice to go in and see how their program is running Mm-hmm. for something like this to meet people and not to not to prospect people <laughs> that's that was also the question that we got we're but like to, running a dating service oh to gosh. get to a blended family <laughs> that's terrible that was terrible but kind of funny but my thought is recruits <laughs> we've been through divorce so yeah going into a care program there's a lot of hurt and broken people right. that are just searching for answers so if we can go into a divorce care small group, we might be able to shine light or be like, hey, look, yeah. there is hope afterwards. We've both dealt with divorce. It hurts. It's hard. It's a hard thing to go through, but it's okay. And answer questions and help because I remember going through divorce. It was one of the oddest times of my life. It's confusing, it's right? confusing mm-hmm. and it's, you know, and as an adult, you're like, things shouldn't be confusing. It made so many confusing decisions and thoughts and things run through my head that um, even I went to a small group that was it wasn't based around divorce, but there were other people in there, and it was just talking, just getting a little bit of hope each and every time. Right. You know, maybe it wasn't what I wanted to hear because that's just life. Yeah. But being able to be there and show people that there is hope. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so learning how the program goes and then being able to start our own. And it is a place for people to go as they are on the other side of that forest fire. They're out of the woods and they're looking to rebuild and make a family. And it might be a blended family. 
or they're already an established blended family and like there's no guidebook, you guys. We gotta figure this out together. Right. But there's I mean, I think support groups are awesome because there is nothing worse than feeling like nobody understands you. You know, you are having I feel like this daily. Or <laughs> you're having like these thoughts or you have these perspectives or even feelings and people just don't understand you. And they look at you like you're an alien and it's just like, am I crazy? They just broke you out of Area 51 on the raid. Yeah. People so, actually raid that? Area I don't know. 51? I, I heard about. They, it turned I into like know. a big like. You think that was ever going to happen? Festival. Yeah. I, I was kind of like waiting to see it. Area 51. There's no way I'm going to do Burning it. Burning Man at Area 51. Oh, it would be Burning Man. All right. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I just, it enrages me. It enrages me that the biggest people who judge divorced people and blended families are Christian people. You know, um, because if you're not Christian, you don't really have a basis to judge. You don't probably really even give credence to divorce. And, you know, people who believe that marriage is, you know, a God-ordained thing. Sacred. Sacred. You know, those are the people who just want to burn you at the stake. And I just have to say, like, would Jesus do that? I'm pretty sure Jesus would sit down and have conversations and embrace us and love us and maybe wash our feet. You know, I mean, if a prostitute, you know, can be forgiven and have her feet, you know what I mean? There's so many Bible stories that teach differently than how Christian people come at us and it just it drives me crazy do you know what I mean I totally get it so I don't think that that's right and I don't think that that is helpful I think that you push people away by doing that you know people aren't stupid and people want to be embraced and people want to be brought in you know people who are struggling even with not even blended families but just people who are struggling in faith they don't want to be, it's not helpful to be judgy. It's not helpful. It's not like you're going to say that you're doing bad and they're going to be like, you're right. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. I'm going to fall to my knees and I am going to, what's the word? When you, not redemption. Um, oh gosh. Repent? Yes. Okay. You know, because your your bad attitude and criticism are not going to get to repentance of people. You know, it is pulling them in. It is encouraging them. It is coming alongside them. And that's what gets people to do that. That's what gets people to break down. But when you start judging people and you are pointing fingers and talking about people, that usually only pushes people away. Absolutely. So as Christians, you and I... To do that to someone else isn't to love them. It isn't to do what we're called to do. It basically right. does the opposite, and it pushes people away, and it makes people run. Yeah, and, and it not, makes people be like, I don't want to be part of this. Right. Like, this isn't love. This yep. isn't everything that we've heard about God and, and Jesus and, you know, your faith, this is the opposite of it. And I think that when churches don't provide a place for blended families to exist, then that also makes them feel like they're not included. I mean, like along with divorce care, right? There's, you got 
first responders care, you know, group, you've got, um, widows, you know, you've got cancer and just all those seems military wives and it's all there. For so moms and everything. What I, just... I what I love so much though is going to our pastor and to our church staff. And we go to we're not a mega church by any means, but it's it's the biggest I think we're the biggest church in our area. Yeah. Right? Um I mean there's another one that's that's pretty big also, but it's it's a big it's a big church. Mm-hmm. Like thousands of people go to this thing. And being able to go to our pastor and our staff and tell them this idea. And then being like, that's a wonderful idea. And they're on board with it, you know? Like, yeah, we haven't taken any further steps yet. Mm -hmm. But knowing that they're on board with it, they're not like, nah, that doesn't sound good. So if you guys do go to a church and you're like, man, that's something I could start. And that's something that might be good for me. Do it. Do it. There's such a need. Seek it out. But if your church also turns you away and goes, ah, I don't think that's a good fit for us. And, you know, yet they have all these other groups. You might want to rethink your church. And I'm not saying go bail on your church. But we should always be willing to help each other. If you go to a if you go to a church that has a bunch of little kids that ride scooters, and every single day these kids are getting hurt and they need to get fixed, and you need to start a group to help fix these little kids because they're always getting hurt on scooters. I'm going off on a crazy tangent. <laughs> this is wild. I mean, your church should be able to, especially if you you're the one that wants to head it off. You should be able to head stuff off that's only going to help and be productive and. Follow the word yeah. of Jesus. But isn't it curious? Because blended families by n- no means... <laughs> blended families by no means are um, few and far between, right? Blended families are a definite... Everyone knows one. I guess it's a trend. I don't want to say that because it's not a trendy thing to do. I'm not trying to turn it into like a trendy thing. But there are a lot of blended families. and it's have a been for. Thing. It's a common thing. That's the word. Thank you. It's just so curious to me that churches, like, why is, like, it's so counterintuitive of them to not have this. It's like, we'll support the end of your marriage, but we won't help you step over to the next part of life. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's divorce care. Which should be the part of grace and redemption. Right. I just don't understand, and, you know, why churches haven't... Like, maybe it bothers it, me that it's not even recognized. Like, well, it's not it's even maybe on their because radar. because it hasn't been brought to light yet. People aren't, think about it. When we were children, how many divorced kids did you know? A handful, right? Not many. I, I couldn't tell you, honestly. Okay. I don't remember. I remember one friend, my first friend that had a family, or his parents get divorced. And I remember it being just such a weird thing. And then I remember another one, and I'm thinking through. (laughs) uh, He's thinking, guys. Kindergarten, kindergarten, Mm -hmm. you know, to junior high. Yeah. I only remember there being like four or five. Yeah. Total. Now you go and meet, you know, your children's children or even the friends that we know and hang out with, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, you can you can make a list longer than Santa's. You know, the yeah. list of the list of divorce or blended families is longer than Santa's nice list. Yeah, I know. It's just it's a thing. But I think that it's I mean, there's marriage like let's. 
Well, I, there's there's marriage help and there's all this advocate there's all this advocating for marriage I and think it hasn't family been, life. I think groups. it hasn't been brought to light yet. I think people know it's there, but they don't think about it as um, its own thing. Not even as its own thing. It's not recognized yet. No one's really like opened their eyes and gone, "Hey, this is a problem that people need help with." They see it as when you're blending a family. Think about it. Think of all the pictures and the Christmas cards that we get of blended families. Everyone's smiling and happy, and we have these new kids and these new parents, and this is just a blessing because everyone's coming together, and we're making a great thing, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what they're seeing on the outside. That's what that's not what they're seeing behind the closed doors. And what happens is we've already been through the divorce, and we try to not do it again. You know, we try to do the best we can for our kids, and we try to be the best new spouse that we can. And we don't take a lot of these problems and put them out in the world and make try to make the same mistakes that we did in our first divorce. And I think people see the picture that we paint and what we put out there, and they don't see that the true struggles that blended families have. And I don't think the churches see. If you walk into if if, if our family walks into our church, I bet you not a single person in that church believes that we have a struggle in the world. Really. You know, I mean, people know that people do. They, they don't look at our faces. But and I, it's I not don't think so. No, our kids are happy. They're jumping uh, around. We're picking them up. You know, all the kids are. You know, how was church today? What you learn about? And we go around as this happy little pod. And then we get in the car and we go, "What's for lunch?" Yeah. What? Well, you know what I mean. You have a very positive spin on it. I'm more like my suspicion is that by supporting blended families. You're saying it's okay to get divorced. I just like, watched this, when I was getting ready this morning, I watched a little episode and there was some conspiracy theorists on there yeah. too. Well, this no, is like I conspiracy just, theory right well, here. Well, that is what I think about it because I think that, you know, it's so easily passed over and not acknowledged at all. And it's just curious to me. There's new mom support groups. I mean, they know that having a baby is difficult. You yeah. know, I mean, like, there's a lot of, con- there's so many support groups that I know that there's a lot of thought into who needs help. I just don't understand why it's so easily passed over other than, you know, it's not, it's not right that people can have a good life after divorce. Do you think, or, do you think the church thinks that? Do you think that people in the church think I've, that? I've or run into you- more Christians who think that than not. Really? See, I haven't. So that's interesting. Yeah. I think that, you know, people, there is such a stigma that you are divorced and that you got remarried and somehow that is shameful. You know, I think there's a lot of shame that surrounds blended families. Um, And I think that's really unfortunate, you know, because people, people, and I will say that because I do know people who have fought to keep their marriage together and they're miserable in their marriage, mind you. Like, their marriage is full of sin, full of abuse, full of... And these are Christian people, okay? So their their marriage is full of all this sin, all this abuse, all this anger, all this hurt, you know, and all this, everything that God would not want for your marriage, this marriage is filled with. And they stay and they stick it out. And because they stay and they stick it out, they put themselves on this high horse that we are, I am better than you because I am staying in this sinful, toxic, horrific marriage 
because that is what the Bible says that you're supposed to do. And you didn't do that. You just walked away. And that's this just... is a judgment I've gotten from. This is like true stuff, you know? And so they, they are shaming shame on you because if I can stay in this shit show of a marriage and be miserable my entire life, you know, you should have done that. And that is the crux of the judgment in Christian churches because marriage is hard, right? There is a lot of hardships in marriages, blended family or not, divorced or not, remarried or not. When you're in a marriage of any sort, it's hard. I don't discount that. But those people who just, you know, put themselves on their high horse and their pedestal because they stuck it out and I didn't or you, That's you know. That's just as bad though, you know. And that's I'm, Yeah, you can stay in a sinful marriage all day long. I don't I don't think that honors God. Truly, I don't think a sinful marriage is honoring to God. No, it's not. Just as much as divorce. I don't think divorce is honoring to God. Right. I don't think a sinful toxic marriage is honoring to God. You know, I don't think God wants for married couples to sin and be mean to each other and abuse one another. That is not what was intended. You know, and if people don't understand that God is powerful enough to embrace blended, like big enough to embrace blended families and powerful enough to forgive divorce, then I don't know what God you believe in, but it's not the same God we believe in, you know, and I just, it just drives me absolutely crazy. Yeah. I met a really nice couple this weekend. You actually got to meet them. At church? Yeah. And they're much older than us, but they almost have the exact same story that we do as far as she's been divorced. You know, this is her third marriage. Yeah. It's his second marriage. I know. They're just, they're us like in (laughs) a few decades. (laughs) Yeah. And that that was pretty neat. But to see that this kind of thing can work. Yeah. You know, you can be happy. And just because you've had a few divorces. A few divorces. (laughs) um, Oh, my gosh. Doesn't mean that you're doomed and that you won't find anything and you won't be happy. I mean, these two were happy. They They were all about each other. They were, you know. You get... I will say through divorce and remarriage, you gain a lot of perspective, a lot of wisdom. And you also learn to accept things because everyone has faults, right? Grass isn't greener. Every marriage comes with its own set of hardships. You know, you just, you learn to, you really learn to pick and choose what's a big deal and what's not. And I think that's why people who have been married for multiple times get to a place and they're like, I'm just going to start accepting. Right. Because jumping ship doesn't work. And I believe that jumping ship doesn't work. You know, marriage is hard. Yeah. And and it's always going to be hard. It's always going to have its struggles, but it can be so rewarding. Yeah. You know, but it's just like anything. If you don't put time and work and focus on it and love it and really just feed and nurture your marriage, it's never going to work. No. Just as anything else in life. Yeah. And so I would say instead of judging other people, focus on your own marriage. In whether other, you're in a blended family, whether you are have never whether, been divorced, in, like rather than letting people talk and judge you on talk about you and judge you on social media, who cares? 
who cares what this person said even about us and <laughs> Eric's like don't respond and I'm like oh no oh hell no you did not just say that that's not a, is that a bad word I don't know whatever the way you put it just kidding no um sorry I'm I'm just I'm half asleep right now I'm very tired you're tired yeah um no but you know what instead of worrying about what other people are thinking about us and just wasting that energy yeah. and getting worked up about it and complaining about it, yeah, just but like, turn it around. Who cares? Doesn't it offend you when people it re- represent it something you believe? It offends me when someone cu- cuts me off without their blinker on in the wrong lane. I get more offended than that than I do about trash cho- talking on social media. Because at the end of the day, I'm confident in our marriage. I'm confident in our relationship. I'm confident in the decisions that we've made or we haven't made that have put us where we are. Yeah. And... What other people think, I'm not going to change their mind. That's like changing someone's mind on the other side of the political party, or the political tables, you know, or um, in a different religion than you. It's not our place to judge those people because it's almost just as bad. No, I don't think it's, it's not a clap back, right? I'm not clapping back. I'm not judging back. But what I am doing is I'm not going to allow people to say I'm something I'm not or say that we are promoting something we're not right. and letting that be out there. That's not going to fly. Also, that's fake news. Yeah, but also it's super offensive when you're representing a faith that... And the how, like, it's offensive to me that you are a representative of a religion and you're going about it in such a judgmental way that Jesus would never have been that way. And it just doesn't sit well. Like, I, you know, and not to say I'm perfect, like, I, we all fall short of the glory of God. But what I'm saying is glass houses, right? Don't throw stones at glass houses if you live in, like, we, you know, whatever the the saying goes. And so I get offended when people represent faith in such a disgusting way. Could Kyle punch holes in glass house walls? Probably. Dang. Um, Hey, Brooke. So Brooke's chiming in here. Um, She says that our society also doesn't promote or have a lot of co-parenting support all over the place, like TV commercials or magazine articles that promote and encourage... (laughs) Positive co-parenting. No, we're, we're starting to promote other things these days. <laughs> yeah. Dude. It's crazy what gets promoted this day and age and what gets not promoted. Yeah. We're, yeah. Yeah. Mankind as a, as a whole is kind of going off on this crazy tangent. And I don't think that it's all of mankind. I think that it's the media holders and the um oh what's you know just the promoters and but, the influencers know, they're the ones taking us off on this crazy tangent and yeah. i think for the most of us you know we're kind of like we see this and it's like what the heck is happening you know what i will say i've seen a lot in you know magazines or on entertainment news um social media um, is there is actually a lot of promoting blended families like JLo and A-Rod, right? Everything's like, oh, look at them blending their families. Or, you know, a lot of celebrities have gotten divorced. Um, and like, they'll have pictures of, they'll promote, 
I think that one thing that the entertainment world is doing very well is, I know they don't do a lot very well, right? But what they are doing very well is supporting blended families, supporting co-parenting, putting pictures out there that show actual co-parenting happening. That's cool. You know, or blended families being out there. I think that the media is doing a a good job of talking about it's, you know, the liberal society that's talking about it. But, you know, it is at least bringing up topics. I mean, it's kind of the media is putting a pink cloud over it right like they're they're talking about it in a fantasy type of way like it's all rainbows and it's all unicorns and look at how lovely you know (laughs) these two stars were caught out you know at the park (laughs) with their child look at what great co-parenting that looks like and look at this happy blended family you know of these two movie stars and you know, I guess I'm just grateful that blended families are being recognized and being talked about in that. Um, in a positive light. In a positive light. I mean, it's not very real because I know behind all those pictures is a lot of other stuff going on. Um, but it, there's no real talk out there, which is kind of why we're doing this here. But I think people can relate to feeling like we're a blended family and you know, faith and religion play such a huge role in most of our lives. I think more people have some sort of faith belief system than not. And it's really hard to feel like you are not embraced or acknowledged, you know, um, or heard or, you know, we all need to, we all need people to relate to. And even more so, so do the kids. Like how cool would it be if the kids had a little group where they were with other divorced kids, divorced children of divorce and children of blended families, where they could all talk to each other and kind of go through life together as like a youth group. Right. Because when the adults are meeting for blended life, parenting, co-parenting, the kids marriage. kids got to go somewhere. Yeah. And kids would totally, like I, I was in Trader Joe's the other day and I was kind of talking, we always seem to talk about blended life, you and I, Right. Everywhere we go, it gets brought up. Which and is awesome. Yeah, I had my 14-year-old son with me, and um, the cashier was, we were talking about blended life and what we're doing, and he's like, man, I would have loved that as a kid. He's yeah. like, I was part of a divorce that was really horrific, and it would have been wonderful to have other kids to relate to when it was so hard and friendships to be made, you know, relationships Kids help don't you talk get about that through type of stuff life. Usually, you know, they suppress it. And but if they're surrounded in a safe space by yeah. other kids who no, are going right. through it, you know, like like even that would be amazing. Yeah. And I just think that you know, so but I'm totally interested if any of you guys are part of a church or part of a, a support group. Um, I would love to see what that looks like and. And how it's done, you know, um, please email me. Please message me. Let me know what's what about that. Do you have anything to add about churches? No, I think that's wonderful. Okay. All wonderful. So I feel like we have time to answer some questions. Okay. That. Is that all one question? No, there's a couple questions here. Okay. I think... 
one thing I want to answer was an email sent to us, and basically this family is having a really hard time. I'm just going to read the email. How about that? All right. So everyone can hear. Okay. My husband's two children, daughter soon 14, son is 10. My husband's ex-wife, oh, he was just she was just saying it's her husband's children that she's talking about. She's a stepmom. My husband's ex-wife is extremely two-faced and manipulative when it comes to dealing with kids and life in general. I know nothing about that. <laughs> she says terrible things to him through text and then acts like nothing ever happened the next day. And when we are standoffish, she gets mad and lets him have it again. We have had instances with the kids where she lies to them about a situation, making us look terrible and like we don't care or want help when that simply isn't true. I don't know if she just doesn't want them to know she says no or doesn't want them to know that she's she just doesn't want to do something. She's terribly manipulative to the kids and is absolutely two-faced with family friends. Family and friends. Your podcast on July 26 was much like our life, but at this point there is absolutely no letting go or moving on when we are getting bashed and put in terrible situations. In the beginning, things were great. Her family was so supportive of me and their ex-son slash brother-in-law and everyone was coexisting peacefully. That all changed when she gave them an ultimatum, either be social and kind to us and she wouldn't have a relationship with them and will keep the kids from them or act like we don't exist. Wow. And everything with them will be fine. So she gave them an ultimatum. That's pretty messed up. Her family called us in tears. Her family called us in tears, telling us what happened and that they were what they were going to do. They were going to choose her. We understood but didn't realize how they could put up with her crap. In response to being degraded and ignored in all aspects of social life, I have decided to act like she and they do not exist. This is my own this is on my own personal level. However, I make sure that the kids go out of their way to talk to everyone and that comes to see them at events no matter what side of the family they are on. She does not do that. In fact, the kids take too if the kids take too long, they get yelled at. She will not let them ha- leave her side at events and keeps them from even saying hello. The point is This me being petty by acting like she doesn't exist. So that's what we need to answer. Do I need to step up and kill her with kindness when we've tried it and it doesn't work and only makes things worse? And then the third question is, at the age the kids are, am I doing the right thing telling them the truth when their mom is technically lying to them? We've kind of dealt with both of these. I think, do you, like, I understand acting like they don't exist. I don't think that's wrong. I think whatever you need to do to keep it civil and not to escalate things. So the goal here is not to escalate an already horrific situation. Manipulators are always going to do that. You're not going to change her. And if you give her anything... She's going to run with it, twist it, turn it, and turn it into something else. 
So the less you give, the less opportunity she's going to have to use anything that you actually say. I mean, things can always get be made up. Yeah. But the less you give, at least you know that you're not giving any reason or anything to twist and turn. And that falls hand in hand with, do you kill her with kindness? Mm. Or, and I think you kind of answered that as well in that, but you've already tried killing her with kindness and that isn't working. Yeah. Don't go the extreme and then play the same games. You know that the kindness isn't working. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe just tone it down and just do what you need to do to get things on track and flowing as good as possible. You know, mm-hmm. she's always going to be difficult. She's yeah. always There's always going to be that struggle there. Yeah. Don't be too nice to her now because that's not working and that kind of gets turned around on you. Yeah. They just, just show yeah. her you're not going anywhere. You're going to always do the right thing. That's right. You're going to always say the right thing. And the part about her lying to your kids that's going to get uncovered later. It's not going to right now, and it's going to be so frustrating now. Mm-hmm. But the truth will always come out, and your kids will start to see through that because she'll be saying one thing, and you'll be doing another thing, and the kids are going to be like, wait, that didn't add up. That's right. And it's eventually going to make sense in their mind. Now, if you tell them now, and I think we talked about this in the podcast that she was talking about, if you go through it and you tell them, and you turn it into a big fight and a big argument, that's not going to help the kids either. Yeah. You don't even have to. You just let it play out. Do the best you can. And it's going to be so frustrating. But the kids will eventually see through it. Yeah. And my piece of advice would be to um, make it like a business transaction. You know, act like this is, you know, it's not personal. It's business. So keep that in your head. You know, you need to be respectful you don't have to be best friends. You don't have to like each other, but you are co-parenting in some level. And you don't level. have to cave on everything either. No, it's but just business. But do, Yeah, exactly. But don't say no to something just because they want something or right. they're asking for something. Right. Don't say no just to be get spiteful. your way or spiteful or be yeah. on the other side of it. If it makes sense, go with it. If right. it doesn't make sense, try to come to common grounds. Don't go completely one side just because they're on right. another. Well, you have to you have to keep your feelings out of it. You need to make it all about the kids. So what's in the kids' best interest? If every confrontation, you don't know how to handle it, you ask yourself, what is in the best kid in the kids' best interest? Is it in the kids' best interest to tell them their mother's a liar? No. Okay? It's really not. You'll never win by putting down somebody else. And calling them a liar to a kid who loves their parent is a very, it's like a no-go zone, right? Yeah, and it just hurts the kids. Yeah, like Eric said before, you let that come out on its own later. You just hold your ground. You be who you are. You be consistent. You treat it like a business transaction. You don't get emotional. You keep it about the kids. You know, you don't engage if you're not engaged with first or have to engage at all. You know, you just kind of got to take the emotions out of it. And you kind of just got to always be like, what is in the best interest of these children? Because they are what matter. She doesn't matter. You don't matter in co-parenting. 
You know, you can go scream into a pillow at night if you need to, but for that, you need to save face in front of the kids. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I would not get into a battle about your mom lied about this. Your mom lied about that. Your mom's a liar. Um, I don't think it's useful and kids to comprehend that their parent is a liar. That takes a maturity level. Most adults don't have. Okay. And that just makes you look like a bad person, which you're not, you know, I, I get that there is a righteous, like, I just want the kids to know the truth. Um, and if the kids ask you a direct question on their own, not prompted, then I would tell them the truth if right. it comes from them. But I would not unload that on children. They're not looking for that. They don't need that. It's not it's not it's gonna not make gonna, them feel good. Yeah, it's not gonna help anything. And they'll like I like Eric said, they'll figure it out on their own someday. Do we have any Instagram comments that you want to read? Um, no, there, there were more like, um, encouragement. St- yeah. Statements and like about, uh, there's one about, uh, like divorce care and, um, oh, just kidding. We love <laughs> Bye Instagram. We always hour, do this. One hour. Sorry, guys. Anyway. Um, well, that's yeah. our, I hope that answered your question. If you're listening, I'm going to email you and tell you we answered on this podcast to listen. Um, but thanks for your input. We always love questions. We always love comments. We're always looking for topic ideas that matter to you. I have a feeling that this isn't going to be a popular topic because it's... That's okay. But hey, I think hey, it's important. It's an important topic. That's, That's right. what matters. Yeah. So thank you guys if you stuck with us all the way through it. We feel that this is an important topic. And if you guys feel it is too or you have input on it, please leave comments if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, email us at uh, the Blended Life. Dot net um go to the website the email address is on there mm-hmm. um leave us some comments some reviews and uh, subscribe like our instagram yeah. facebook yeah. twitter yeah. all that fun stuff thanks you guys appreciate yeah. it thanks for tuning in you guys and we will see you next week bye, bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.